Hi, welcome to Soul Worthy Love. I am your host, Rinsey. Soul Worthy Love is your one-stop relationship podcast on everything marriage, dating, and of course, relationships. As we always say, love is safe. If it's not safe, it's not love. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Soul Worthy Love. Hi, Dr. Lee. It's great to have you back here with us. And Lorenzi, nice to be together again. Yes. Lovely chatting with you as always. And as you know, Valentine's Day is tomorrow, which I honestly kind of forgot about, but love is in the air. <laughs> and one of the topics that I really wanted to talk to you about is getting over that phase in your relationship where it's like boring, dreadful. And you feel like there's no spark anymore. And I put quotes on spark because I feel like, Lisa, you're going to say, you know, part of it is infatuation. So I really, it's a very open-ended question. I just wanted to get your initial opinions on that. Well, I will start with the comment you made that you actually forgot that tomorrow was Valentine's Day. And <laughs> yeah, and that's something I want to talk about because there are two school of thoughts on that some people think that if you if you don't think about valentine's day you're not romantic and some other people think that if you actually base everything on valentine's day you're not romantic because love is something you live every day <laughs> and you know being in a romantic relationship it's not any different than being in a relationship with your mom with your dad with your your friends it's like why does it become boring like any relationship becomes boring loses a spark when you're not invested in it. So relationships are not, and they live happily ever after, or you get a knight or in shining armor or a princess in her, you know, tiara that comes into your life. Like real life love is something you do. Like love is not only, is not a passive word. It's an active verb. And the only reason why you have a blah, a boring relationship is because you're not investing yourself in it. Just like a mama doesn't invest into a relationship with a child, what would happen to the relationship? It's not any different than any other loving relationship. Romantic love needs some nurturing. And we always put more value on what we invest our energy into. You look at the things in your life that have the most values to you, and they are the places where you put energy. So expecting our partners to bring this, you know, the spark and all of those things, it's it's not gonna happen. It's something that you feed on a regular basis by being consciously loving. So I'm the same with you tomorrow. I actually haven't planned anything. I'm I'm so happy in my relationship. We're both so happy that, I, you know, maybe I'll get a little card or something. He's much better than me because he's an artist and he can make all of these things. And I can't. But we celebrate our love every day. We don't need a special day to tell us. So I like I don't say one way or the other is better than the other. I just like whatever you feel and don't judge your partner if they're not into Valentine's Day per se, or if they are into Valentine's Day, it's what, you know, we feel we have a language of love around and is no right or wrong. It's important to know your 
if your partner is important for them that you celebrate or you mentioned Valentine's Day, if, if you know it's important for them, then you do it for them, not for you because you do it for them. Just like, you know, if you're cooking and you know that person you're cooking as a favorite meal, you're not going to give them the stuff they don't like eating. <laughs> you're going to give them their favorite meal. It's about being consciously loving and doing what feels right. My partner and I, we don't really need a day to celebrate it, but it's still nice to know on Valentine's Day that we have someone we love that loves us and that makes that special just because of that. I remember, Lise, that you received a very funny Valentine's Day card. Was it last Valentine's Day? I don't remember. You sent me a photo of it and I thought it was the cutest and funniest thing ever. But <laughs> <laughs> you see, I don't even remember. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, tune out for Lisa's Instagram because I'm going to find that photo and we'll have it posted. But it was really cute. <laughs> All right. <laughs> because truly every day, truly every day with my partner is uh, is magical. And we even decided now when we're going to get married and we, we're going to do it at the end of November. And I want to do it in Mexico and my favorite little Ireland called Isla Mujeres so I want a beach wedding and just a nice meal and nothing like super professional just a nice meal a party some dancing a nice spiritual ceremony on the sand by the sunset that's what I want just gonna be a memorable day something that we can all remember because we had so much fun being together and connecting and loving all of our family and friends together and um so having some special days that we remember makes a difference and putting some energy into it but truly when you're consciously loving every day i'm grateful for my partner it's and it's fun because you know he's the creative one and he does little things like that and I try to do, but I'm not as successful as he is, but he knows I love him. That sounds very cute. And Lise, you're going to make me tear up right now thinking about your wedding. <laughs> I found the card and it says, happy Valentine's Day. It's like printed to the smart one in the relationship from the sexy one in the relationship. So it's very cute. Maybe we can post it uh, just in you know in the in the, in the comments there. We can post it there again. Just a little throwback to last Valentine's Day. <laughs> so what you said about consciously loving, I just want to bring that topic back because I think that's so important, right? And everyone has different love languages. So a lot of people, for them, it's like gift giving. For instance, I'm one of that, and then other people, it's quality time or physical touch. So. I feel like knowing acts of services. Yes. And I feel like knowing your love language and knowing your partner's love language is equally, if not more important, because mm -hmm. then you know how you can reciprocate their love language to them, right? So I think that's really important. And not doing that just on Valentine's Day, but consciously making an effort to do that every single day in your relationship. Yeah, that's exactly how you avoid losing the spark. You get the spark by giving more to your relationship. It's like if you're 
you don't exercise what happens to your body your body becomes softer and not as much in good shape but if you invest in exercising your body has spark <laughs> you're sparking your body the same thing in anything your your relationship your career your finances your groups of friends that's why it's important to know your highest values and use your time where it matters to you most and a lot of people and it's it, it's important to be conscious of how we use our time because a lot of people will actually put more energy in the people that they know don't care about them as much and because they they know that the other ones care about them they don't invest themselves. And that's how you end up being in relationship where it doesn't work so well. Like, for example, let's say at work, you have like two or three colleagues and they're, you know, you feel threatened by them. So you invest more of your time there. So you're exhausted. So when you come home, you're not investing into your relationship. What ends up happening is that the person that matters to you the most is the one that received the least amount of energy. And I I find that really uh, shocking for people when we do there's a book called the passion test i highly recommend it. it's from my friends uh, janet and chris atwood and you do the passion test on you know what matters to you most your top five most important values when you do the test and then you score yourself as to how well you're living your passions and if you're scoring low in your passion, it's not that you're a loser. It's just that you're not investing enough time in what matters to you most. And a lot of people live short of that. Would it be the areas of your life, you know, finance, career, all that, but also within this each area, you have highest values. Like who do you care the most about in your social environment and your relationships? And where are you actually putting the energy? Are you putting the energy in the people that matter to you the most or in the people that that matter to you the least? And it's very shocking for people to realize, oh my goodness, one of the reasons I'm not happy right now is because I'm not investing my time in the places and the people that matter to me the most. Absolutely, because we only have a very limited amount of energy that we use and consume right and so you want to put it in the right direction and the energy that you give other people feed off of it and vice versa so if you're mm -hmm. quote-unquote wasting energy on people that really don't deserve your time and energy then you are going to feel emotionally drained and you're going to feel exhausted and tired and as a result of that what happens to the people who really deserve your energy they're like, oh, why are you? Yeah, you get cranky with them. <laughs> you get cranky with the people who really deserve your energy because exactly. you feel safer to express your crankiness. And in the meantime, you're creating a lot of struggles. Absolutely. I definitely agree because I have been there way too many times where it's like, when you think about it, who are the people most comfortable that you feel comfortable getting mad at? It's probably your family, right? And your partner. The people we feel the safest with. Yes. Exactly. But like, do they deserve that? Equally, no. Like, of course not. Yes, I agree. And something I might get in trouble for saying that, but I've been in France many times. And in France, it seems that they got it right. <laughs> they will be often a lot more vocal that people are not close to them. And they'll be a lot more gentle with 
the people that I get close to. And and I was always impressed by that. It's like, hmm, this is interesting. Like in North America, you don't, you're not, you know, very uh, vocal with the people that you don't know. You're always polite and often you put, you reserve those vocal moments for the people that are close to you. But then in France, my experience has been the opposite, that often they'll be very vocal with the people that, you know, that don't really matter to them, but they'll be more connected and gentler with their family units. I, I, I thought that was a smart thing to do. That's really interesting because I wonder if part of it is because in North America, perhaps we're so focused on how other people perceive us and the ideal image that we hold to ourselves into society, right? And in France, maybe they're just like, eh, we don't care. <laughs> we're happier this way. They care just in a different way. But yeah, that's been my experience, like giving seminars and talks and things like that, that I've never been aggressed verbally <laughs> in North America as I've been in France. It's like, whoo, we need to be ready for it. <laughs> it's a different vibe. Yes. So, Lee, something I was going to ask you is... How do you feel about the saying, the seven-year itch? So after you've been together for seven years, romantic relationship, based on psychological backing, the relationship is supposed to have a decline. Do you think that is true or false? I definitely see seven years pack patterns for sure but it's not that it declines it's after seven years you either recommit to your relationship and you go to a different phase a different quantum of love or often it will break apart that i have seen quite often but what i see i i got a skewed uh sample of the population because people come to see me they're dedicated to doing their inner work but my clients who do their inner work often after seven years they definitely see a transformation in their relationship and it's for a deeper more intimate deeper understanding and love that they have and they recome it and they're they are yeah inspired by their relationship or after seven years you realize you know what we learned everything we needed to learn together and it's time to go away. So it can go either way. But if you're consciously loving after seven years, my experience has been that you only get to a deeper love. It's really beautiful. It's more connected. It's, it's very stable and very expansive. It gives you freedom. It's, it's an amazing place to be. If you do the inner work. <laughs> yes, inner work is super important. And I think that's interesting because I wonder if some people are like, oh, you know, I'm going to wait until seven years and see what happens just because the saying is out there in society. So I imagine some people would be like, oh, it's almost our seventh year. I guess we're going to have to see how it plays out. <laughs> yeah, but that's, again, it goes to commitment. It goes to commitment. What happened when you your kid turned seven years old you know by seven they start to be more independent and they they move from alpha brainwave to beta brainwave and they have a different relationship you just change with the child you just 
go into a new level of relationship. And you're only going to get from a relationship as much as you give the relationship. Uh, and I find that like so many people are selfish in relationships. They they think really, they really look at their mate at their, as their, to their partner to be the source of their own nurturing instead of thinking, what can I bring to the relationship? The more you give to the relationship, the more you receive, the more you wait for things like, let's see, you know, seven years, like before, before I commit my heart. No, commit your heart now. What do you have to lose? You have nothing to lose when you commit your, your heart into the right relationship and you learn and you grow together. And when it doesn't work out, if it doesn't work out, then you've learned so much. But if it works out, now you just go to a next level of understanding. A romantic relationship is a spiritual evolutionary tool. Why? For me, the highest form of spirituality is unconditional love. So when you can learn how to love yourself so you can love another person and you learn the balance of self and others and you grow in understanding and wisdom, it's an amazing, amazing progression towards you know, a connection to your higher self, to your soul, because when you are in your heart when you love when you have gratitude you feel inspired you have wisdom you have an easier connection to your your higher self people would tell me oh i don't know what my heart is telling me like they tell me like all the answers are in my heart it's because if you have a hard time knowing what your heart wants for you it's because you are are ungrateful gratitude opens the heart makes it easier to know the next step how to love how to live how What's the most important thing for me to do on, on planet Earth? That all of those things happen, the more gratitude you have. I love that you bring in gratitude to this conversation, Lise, because so I'm just going to plug in your heart freedom meditation gear for anyone who wants to listen. It's a great, great meditation track that you can listen to. It's also in our previous episodes. So something that I've been consciously trying to tell myself to do is to do the heart freedom meditation while I am like walking to class, walking to the bus mm -hmm. stop, right? I'll hear you. What's really interesting is that I'll hear your voice in my head and it'll be like, breathe in, breathe out, breathe in from your heart. What do you feel grateful for today? And I just, it changes the entire mood for my entire day. Yeah. Gratitude. It brings heaven on earth. You want to have hell on earth? Be ungrateful. You want to have heaven on earth? Be grateful. And look for gratitude, not only in the things that you feel are supporting you, which is always pleasant, but even when you're feeling challenged, ask yourself, how am I going to use this to my advantage? How is this serving me? What is this guiding me to learn? Where is this sending me that I wouldn't go otherwise and look for the big picture and just trust that since you are worthy of love, since you are part of a loving universe, no matter the challenges that come our way, we can choose to use them to our advantage to grow in love and wisdom. I think that's so good, Lise, because we can also apply this in the context, obviously, our relationships, right? If you think that you're losing the spark, well, why don't you tell yourself, hey, what can I be grateful for in this person instead of 
It's like, oh, you know, there's so many flaws. I think it's losing the spark. It's all their fault, et cetera, et cetera. And then also the FedEx method, FedEx from the universe, as Lise likes to call it, mm-hmm. is such a great method because usually when people think they're losing the spark in the relationship, it's like, oh, they're doing something wrong. I don't think it's working out for so many reasons. Well, it must be because something is inherently bugging you, right? And if you check out Lisa's next Extreme Freedom Method, you'll know all about the FedEx from the universe. It's amazing. It's so useful. Like I can't even tell you how many times I used it. And the next hour, I'm like completely fine and not angry anymore. It's amazing. But it's very quick within a few minutes. What's bugging you really humbles you when you're humble you open your heart and you're grateful and it's beautiful we should yeah we should make it accessible again it's called extreme freedom process so we can put it for people and the other one is uh heartfreedommeditation.com you can have access to it it's all free just have a look at it absolutely because the fedex method it's so fast and it's like the expedited FedEx, right? It's not like the seven business days and then you get your package. No, it's like so, so fast. And the most humbling experience about all of this <laughs> is in one of the questions, it's like, well, how do you see yourself doing this? And it's always like, oh my gosh, that's so true. <laughs> and then it's such a humbling experience because you're always like, this is where I see the same exact issue in myself. So... Yeah, that's why I called it FedEx from the universe, even though the real title is the extreme freedom process. I called it FedEx from the universe because whenever someone is pushing your button, especially your partner or your child or your mom, whoever, when someone is pushing your button, it's like special delivery right from the universe. Look at this and find out where are you doing the same thing in your life and how to use the solution for their problems, for yourself. And it's an amazing discovery that brings inner peace and instant gratitude. And it's not fake. It's like, wow, the person that was bugging you so much, within a couple of minutes, you're grateful. It's, it's, it's very magical. It is very magical. And I just love it so much. Like I love all the things that you teach. And if you're trying to apply this in the context of relationship oh my goodness beyond measures like it's so fascinating i remember doing the demartini method with you too please and i specifically wrote down the person i'm dating and i was like oh my goodness this is very interesting and then it was like well what do you see the flaws in yourself and i was like wow wow <laughs> so many so many flaws our little ego gets in the way and then when you do these exercises all of a sudden you go oops maybe i'm just the same i'm just expressing it in a different manner but that thing that's bugging me is truly me so if you feel like you're losing the sparking relationship be conscious of how you are contributing, participating in your relationship, get to know your partner's love language. This is what I find super helpful, right? Because your love language might be different from theirs. And then when you bring that together, it's like, how can you both participate in a way where both people are happy? 
And it's just Mm -hmm. so wonderful. And of course, be grateful, participate in the FedEx method, join Lisa's programs, like just listen to the heart freedom method track and meditation track. And it's so soothing. You can play it while you're walking, while you're cooking, whenever you feel like you just need to breathe calm and chill. It's always yeah, before going to sleep, before going to sleep also is a very good thing to listen to, to fall asleep on because it will get your subconscious mind to uh, bring more love and healing in your life. That's wonderful. Gratitude is always something that inherently lives inside of us because Lisa always says, loving is your essence and gratitude is part of that. And I always remember, I will never forget, I always bring this up, when the pigeon exploded on my face. <laughs> and, yes. and and you know, in that moment, I was like, how come I wasn't angry or anything? Because in that moment, while it was a horrifying moment, I was like, you know, I'm just grateful that I didn't land on my mouth. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and or in your eye. Yeah. <laughs> or in my eye or on my hair. And so a lot of people were on my phone, you know, it could have got like, it, it was just a mess. <laughs> so I remember my mom say, she's like, you know, I thought you would be more upset. We're like more people, all of my friends were like, I would have lost it if it happened to me. And I was like, sometimes you just got to switch the narrative. You just got to trick your brain into consciously thinking about, okay, this happened. It was a horrifying situation, but on the bright side, these things didn't happen and it could have been so much worse, right? So, and at the same time, I find the happier you are, the more you can take out these little annoyances and not blow up. But if you're already stressed out and you're ungrateful, there's already a whole bunch of things happening. That's the thing that, you know, the cherry on the Sunday, that's the straw that breaks the camel's back is those things can take a huge proportion because you're not happy but if you you know you're walking to to school and you're doing your gratitude and you're already in a good place and this happened you're more likely to laugh about it than to get upset about exactly this is a funny story to tell now and most people don't like believe me i was frazzled i don't know why i took a screenshot if even when i had the front camera on like i was I was frazzled and a hundred people saw me because I went into a coffee shop after all of their heads turned and it was, it was bad. But But you know what? I had that happen to me twice in one week when I was in my twenties. It was, and after a while I was like, okay, I got to watch when birds fly over me. I told myself, you know, character development, like it, it really is yes. character development. So hopefully this brought some insight into all about losing the spark, reigniting the spark, all of that. And also don't mistaken spark for infatuation because, and don't mistaken infatuation for love. That's one of the most dangerous things ever. Thanks, everyone. And uh, we make sure that you download the uh, Extreme Freedom Process and uh, click on www.heartfreedommeditation.com. You'll have access to the meditation right there. 
put it on your phone, listen to it before you fall asleep or while you're walking. And after a while, yeah, you don't even need to listen to it anymore. You can just do it while you're walking or doing whatever you're doing. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Lise. And thank you everyone for tuning in and we'll see you next time. Bye. Take care. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to Soulworthy Love. We have new episodes every Tuesday.